guys. Welcome back. It's Hi, Haley guys. Sutton. Hi, and it's Joelle Hilton. How, oh, oh my gosh, I just said Haley Sutton. My new name is <laughs> Haley Daniels. I should have said she's Haley. a married woman. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's so funny because like on our Zoom, it even has like my, I, I'm not hyphenating it, but I put Haley Sutton Daniels just for school purposes because I'm still registered under my old name. Um, but I was like, I'm looking at my name and I just said the wrong thing. So anyway, <laughs> still <okay>. practicing. <laughs> it's okay. Oh we'll all, we're all going to get there. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, how are you, Joelle? What has oh. life been doing? Oh my God. Everything, everything is good. I really, you know, like I can't complain. Life is just kind of, you know, wifing, momming, working, um, obviously Instagramming and kind of just growing my little side businesses and everything here, but everything, everything is good. And everything in VSG world is good. Um, I'm kind of, you know, I've definitely hit that maintenance point. Um, where I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. And every day is like a new learning curve and seeing what works for my body and like what doesn't. Um, so we're just kind of just kind of out here living right now. And it's, it's really kind of nice because I'm just I'm content, if that makes sense. No, it does. And um, you, I'm glad you brought up the maintenance thing. So I was going to ask, like, how what are you doing to be successful at that? Because I know that that's at least for you and I, I know we've discussed like many times, it was like a mutual fear to get to that point, just because you get on such a high when you're in the losing phase, when you're dropping every single day. And then it's like, okay, well now, you know, we've, we've been met with real life again, and you have to solidify all those tools and good choices that you've learned over the, over time and uh, to be so successful. And, um, this is where we have to kind of really hone in on the rest of our lives. And so what are you doing? That's just really helped you stay on track. Cause you look great as always. And I know that you're on top of everything, but for those who have maybe struggled with it either mentally or had a little regain, like what's your advice? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad, I'm really glad that you talked about it. Cause it's like, we start our lives again. We kind of get to this point to where it's like, we're kind of, not that we don't, you know, we're always going to be bariatric patients, but you do, you kind of come down and you start to really put into perspective what the surgery has done for you, not only in like the weight loss aspect, but just like in your life. And like you said, you just, you get back to living because it's almost like beforehand you weren't really living because you weren't comfortable in your skin or you didn't have the confidence that you really wanted. And you kind of start getting to this, this phase where you're like, Oh my God, I, I can do all of these things. I can, you know, I can do, you know, pretty much whatever I want because I feel so good. But at the same time, you do realize that like, it gets a little bit harder. Um, because you have to really, like you said, implement some of those tools, like, you know, the mental work. And um, so for me, quite honestly, I, I am dealing with a little bit of like a five pound regain, it bounces um, up and down between like the same, same five pounds. So like my lowest weight, well, I was kind of hovering around like 135. And now I'm kind of hovering around like 140. And it goes you know, up and down and up and down and up and down and it drives me nuts, but I'm maintaining it. Like it's not, I'm not letting it get any like further, like, I don't want to say out of control. Cause I know like some regain is normal, but I'm just trying to make sure that like five pounds doesn't turn into 10 pounds. Does that make sense? 
Oh, definitely. And I, and I think that it's so funny you say that because I call that in, in my head, I call that like a, your comfortable, like sliding scale, like no pun intended with the scale part, but where you're like, I'm good with, I mean, you're, you're okay with bouncing in between, you know, this range of weight, whether it's a few pounds or like a number on the scale or whatever it is. Um, Cause you have to be realistic. That's going to happen. You're going to weigh something different every day, every hour of the day, even, and it's going to fluctuate whether it's the, your time of the month or you had something salty or, you know, you didn't eat much that day or whatever it is. And so I think it's important that once you're in that maintenance phase and, and even as you're losing, just know that it's normal for weight to fluctuate. And the way that you keep it off is just by holding your self accountable by, you know, making sure you weigh yourself at least once a week is my recommendation only because I'm such an all or nothing person. If I kind of turn a blind eye too long from the scale, that's when things start creeping back up. You know? Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. So I, I'm kind of, I'm actually to this point, I was getting so frustrated with the scale because it was stuck at that 135 and then it went up and I'm like, what the hell? Like, and I'm not, you know, I, it's kind of funny because I'm almost two years post-op. Like I'm a month away. I know I'm like a month away, about a month away um, from being two years. And I'm like, what? And I was getting angry because I still, I was still pretty much following low carb. Um, I wasn't, um, I still have yet to have any type of um, cookie, cake, ice cream. I've had like some rice and carbohydrates here and there, Um, Mm -hmm. but I was getting resentful. I'm like, I am doing everything I'm supposed to doing. Like, what am I doing wrong? Um, And I don't think it's necessarily that I'm doing anything wrong. I think I'm just being hard on myself, but I'm really trying to actually stay off the scale because I'm much happier when I don't know. So I usually, I usually will like, if I am going to step on the scale, it's once a week on a Monday, like in the morning when I, after I know, like I haven't had a workout, which is another thing I have implemented. I have started lifting weights and doing cardio, um, you know, as much as I can, I don't have like a specific, you know, timeline or like goal. I just want to, I just want to feel healthy. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm only set, you know, if I step on the scale, it's once a week on a Monday, like after a rest day, usually when I, I haven't been working for 12 hours and, um, you know, and then I, I, because I am working out, I have, I'm not necessarily so much doing low carb. I'm just kind of trying to do like healthier foods, like, you know, oatmeals and quinoa and um, bringing in some of those like healthier for you carbs, just because I am lifting weights and I know that my body's going to need it for energy. Yeah. Um. So my diet, you know, my diet's, ch- you know, my diet changed a little bit and then, um, you know, just really kind of focusing on those non-scale victories instead of focusing hyper, you know, fixating on the number on the scale. I'm like, okay, how do my clothes fit? How do I feel? How do I, how do my, you know, how does this look in this shirt? And, you know, do I feel, how do I feel today? Like, you know, and I also, I have like this really cool tool that like tracks my, um, like metallic metabolic health. So it can kind of tell me if like what I ate yesterday, how it impacted my body today. So I'm like, okay, do I feel bloated today? Do I feel heavier? Do I feel lighter? Like what did I eat yesterday? I'm also tracking, I'm doing all kinds of stuff that I used to not do, but I feel like in maintenance mode, you have to keep on top of those things or else, like you said, it can get out of control real quick. 
Absolutely. And I really like your perspective of saying, I'm going to gauge my, how I feel based on how my clothes fit or how I feel, um, you know, how, if you feel bloated, if you feel mental fog, anything like that. I like that too, because sometimes the scale can be fresh, like overly frustrating and overly triggering for people. And then all you're doing is hyper-focusing on that versus like health and lifestyle changes. And so um, I think no matter what it is that keeps you accountable, that's the thing you need to stick to. And I love that you mentioned the tracking because I am a huge MyFitnessPal, like just religiously track my stuff, every, everything I do. And because like you're saying, it's not that I'm so obsessed with it. It's, an, it's kind of annoying to be honest, but it helps me gauge like, okay, what did I eat that day? that was working for me or what did I eat that day that I, you know what I mean? And so it just, yeah. And journal. Yeah. And it's almost like, I'm not even necessarily looking at like my caloric intake. Cause like, I know that like, I'm an active person. So I'm not like, you know, when the regain, when like that five pound of regain came back, I was kind of looking at, okay, what's coming in, what's coming out. But I know based on what I'm seeing, I'm always at some kind of calorie deficit. Like I'm, I'm only because of working out plus my serving job, just plus like not being like a sedentary person, like me sitting down right now to record, this is probably the most self fit like all day long. Like, so I'm like, I know that I, you know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, but I want to be able to look at, okay, well, what did I eat? And how did it make me feel? Right. Did it give me did it give me energy? Like you said, that's a great one that you touched on, like the brain fog. Like, was I tired? Did it, you know, so that's kind of like, you know, I'm not hyper, you know, fixating on calories. And I just want to see what's going in versus, you know, what I'm putting out and, and how I feel. Right. And what was that tracker you were mentioning about your metabolic health? Yeah. So I actually got to try this really cool tool. Um, it's called a Lumen. And it's like, yeah. And it's like this little device that, you know, you can get get in the comfort of your own home and you breathe into it, you inhale, you exhale. And then it kind of tells you um, if you're in a fat burning mode, if you're in a carb burning mode, if you like breathe into it um, after you work out, it'll let you know if you used carbs for fuel or your fat for fuel. It's like the real, it's the coolest thing. And when I got the opportunity to try it, I was like, this is a game changer for people in maintenance mode, because it gives you that, that insight of what's going on inside your body. That's so, cool. so yeah. So that's like, um, you know, obviously like with my Instagram, I've been able to partner up with like a couple of really cool things. And I'm very particular about what I, what I work with and what I talk about, because I want to make sure that it's something that, um, one, it's going to help me. And then two, ultimately help somebody else, you know, maybe going, you know, through just trying to get some insight, you know, as we navigate, I mean, this is the weight, our weight loss surgery journey, even your, your weight loss surgery journey, it's the rest of our lives. It's, It's a part of who we are now. So the more tools that we have, you know, in our belt to help us be successful, I feel like the better. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited so, for you. Do you have like a promo code or anything? Yeah, I do. So it's a uh, VSG mama and I, we can put it in the, in the story notes too. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really cool product. I, I u- literally use it every day. And I didn't think I was gonna at first. I was like, Oh, you know, we'll see. And now I'm like mildly obsessed with it. <laughs> it's so silly. No, I mean, I think that that could help a lot of people. You guys should head to her page and, and see if it'll work for you because I'm interested. I've never used one. So I'm yeah. just a Apple watch I'll gal s- and that's the extent. <laughs> right. No, and I, I use that too. So like I was, I was just telling you, I was, um, I'm so aggravated because I went to go work out today and 
<laughs> it didn't track my workout. And I hit confirm. And then when I was done with my 35 minute upper, you know, workout, it tracked nothing. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I'm so mad. <laughs> It's so, and it's so like invalidating. You're like, I swear I just went, you know, for an hour walk or whatever it was. And and now it's like, I've nothing to show for it except my health. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, it's only, I know I did it. I can't show everybody else that I did it. <laughs> no, I know. You just kind of, it's like part of the record keeping though. You like want it in the books that you did that, you know? And you Absolutely. And I, you know what, I really love how you said how it's almost like a journal and even like tracking these small things where I'm not like, you know, if I don't do it, I'm not, it doesn't like, I don't go off the deep end or anything, but you're right. Just to be able to show like, you know, and then you can look back and it's a way to track progress too. So like in a year from now, when I'm like, oh, I was doing a 35 minute upper body workout. Now I'm doing, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm bench pressing. Who knows? You know what I mean? (laughs) No, right. And and also I wanted to mention, cause you said you started eating uh, like healthier carbs like and, or complex carbs. And I want to say, honestly, anytime I have brown rice or quinoa or anything like that, it makes me feel so full. Like it's almost, it's almost like something that works better for me to have because it fills my pouch like so much to the point where it limits my intake overall throughout the day and not to the point where I can't eat, but it kind of gives you that restriction feeling, at least for me. Um, and I'm almost five years post-op. And so I find that to be an actual, an, actually a really good tool, like, especially if you're using it in conjunction with weightlifting or, or working out in general, um, that's a tool, or I guess, I, I guess I should say a tip that I would give people if they're feeling like, God, I'm only eating, you know, cheese and chicken and uh, you know, profi and just like not really eating any carbs. That's honestly such a weird way to, to get restriction back, but it works so well for me. Um, I have to 100% agree with you. And it's so funny because I adding back carbs in was like such a, a mind fuck for me. Like yeah. it was such like, um, like I was like, Oh my God, carbs are the devil, but it's, it's not carbs. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's what carbs you're eating. And I even noticed that when I was having things like oatmeal, oatmeal, oatmeal <laughs> and quinoa and even like, um, rice cakes and stuff, like my body actually got into more of a fat burning mode than ever before. And I also noticed too, like when you eat oatmeal, like it's less calorically dense than like a piece of cheese. You know what right. I mean? And you get a lot, you get almost volume, you know, not it that totally. we eat a lot, but does that make sense? I don't know if that yes, makes sense. It totally does. Well, yeah. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of, um, we're taught as bariatric patients, I will say like in the, especially in the beginning. And I would say they, they recommend it throughout your life to focus on protein, which absolutely is important, but then you can sort of, at least for me, it gets easier to eat things over time. And so then like, I could eat like a bunch of string cheeses, you know, it's not that hard for me. And it doesn't, I just, I, I just had that happen the other day. I was like, why can't I eat two of these now? I know. And it's like, it's like, I know that these are like good for me, but I can like eat way more than if I were to sit down and have half a cup of rice, I'd be like, Oh my God, like I'm so full. I won't be able to eat till dinner. And, and again, not that that's necessarily the goal. Yeah, There's something wrong. Yeah. 
But, you know, if you're struggling, not struggling, but if you're feeling like less restriction, I say just add, a, even if it's like a salad, add a quarter cup of quinoa and you're going to be like, I can't finish this. Like, this yeah, is I agree. My current, okay. my current obsession is like this buffalo cauliflower, my work. And I get so excited because I have like some days where I can't eat more than others. And then I'll get my buffalo cauliflower and I literally can eat like three of them. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm eating cauliflower though. It's, it's fibrous and it's thick and it's like, it's a, it's a complex carb. And I'm like, oh, right. It's a complex carb. Yeah. And I'm like, it's filling me up so quick. Yeah, it, it, it really does. It almost feels like it like expands in your stomach and, mm-hmm. um, but like not uncomfortably. It's just like, Hey, we've had enough. This is the volume you needed. You can keep moving. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's, well, it's been such a, a different, you know, mental, so many mental changes come the further out you get. Um, but enough about me. How is everything with you? everything's good. You know, there's, you know, there's so much that's gone on so many changes I've gotten through uh, a lot of school and I'm obviously still doing that. Um, But so I'm just realizing though, I'm having a hard time because I feel like I'm in a transitional period in my life where um, I really want to focus on school and bariatric dietetics and just like really hone in on all this stuff. And I have so many things like different balls in the air right now. And I'm trying to like accept the fact that life changes and Mm -hmm. not all, you're not always going to have the same routine and the same, uh, jobs necessarily or the same like availability or whatever and I have to switch my mind from being like work 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 to being like school is a job and this matters too and basically I'm trying to lessen the amount of work on my plate and focus more on this because I really just want to complete this and get start in the industry that's like I'm passionate about and my um my husband is super supportive of it and he's supportive of me, um, taking on less, but it's something in me where I have worked since I was 14 years old. I'm so used to kind of taking care of myself and not that like we've been married very long, but we have been together a long time. And, um, it's, I don't even know. It's just, it's sort of like, I'm trying to get comfortable with the fact that I need help and I need somebody to help take care of me during the time that I have to sort of grow and not rely and not rely solely on myself. And it's so uncomfortable because he's so supportive and it's, it's something in me where I'm like, I feel like I almost have to pull my weight. And the way that I would prove that is by earning a certain amount of money or working a certain amount. And he's like, no, like that's, I would never think that. And I don't feel that way. And I'm like, but it's like, I'm fighting it. So I'm trying to figure out a way where I can move into a successful headspace for myself and my future, but kind of transition out of like old, um, just my old life. And it's like uncomfortable growth. And I don't know if what I'm saying makes any sense, but it's, I'm trying to find balance. (laughs) I I love that you're saying that because I'm kind of in the same boat as well, where, you know, I am so passionate about breaking the stigma of like weight loss surgery, but there are other, um, 
things in my life too, that I'm trying to grow as well. So I'm, I'm actually in the process too of, of rebranding myself, but to do that, you know, I'm like, I have to put in time and effort and I feel like I'm always working and I'm Mm -hmm. always working and I'm always working and I'm always hustling and, and I want that, but I'm like, okay, Joel, one thing at a time, kind of like you said, you got all these balls in the air and you're trying to bring them all into one, you know, version of you right now. But sometimes that takes time and you got to do less and give up something here and, and do something there. And it's so funny how, like you said, life just changes and your priorities, your priorities change. And you're like, oh, okay, this, okay, this is what I really want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just think like, it's, I, cause you're such a hustler too, with like taking care of your family and just making sure you provide and, and that you're, you're putting your all into, um, you know, doing as much as you can. And like, you're saying, like, sometimes you have to kind of give one thing up for another in order to make things work. And it's just like, it's so funny how, like in my head there, I'm sure you, you wake up some days and you're like, what I would give to just be a, a stay at home wife where I have a, credit or a limitless credit card. I could go get my nails and hair done, go to lunch with my friends, go to the <laughs> whatever. Right, no. And it's, and it's so funny because Evan will be because I want that. That's my, of end course. Goal. my, my end goal is it. And it's not even money. I mean, like money is great. Don't get me wrong. It makes the, but my end goal is freedom. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of how I'm looking. I said, my end goal is freedom, but I have to be helping people in the meantime. Does that yeah. make sense? Like I, my goal is to help with the end game, to have my freedom, to be able to be with my family and ultimately help, help more people, you know, full time, you know, doing whatever it is that, you know, whatever ball I throw up that day or, you know, not, I shouldn't say it like that, but you know, whatever, however it happens, but you just, you, you want this freedom and you, but you got to work. There's, there's a, there's a process before you get to that. And I think people don't realize that. I think they see on Instagram you know, just not just people in general, people living these lives. And you're like, you don't know the work uh, that is being put in by that person to get there. Um, oh, the time, day, I mean, time. Day in and like, day out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you said, hustle, 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 you know? No, exactly. And it's just like, I don't know. I just think it has to be, I feel like I should hear it or I'd like to have heard it more from people where it's like, it's okay if, you know, there's a fork in the road and you have to make a different choice or you have to make a different decision and make your dreams work or to uh, make a better choice for your family or whatever it is. And I'm sure a lot of people struggle with that in different, um, just for different reasons, you know? Um, And I just think, I don't know, I'm learning how to become comfortable with that. And so I actually started to see a, a therapist and a psychiatrist because I was kind of experiencing some depression and just like fighting with, um, that internal need to sort of like prove my worth, even though mm-hmm. nobody else is like saying that I need to do that. It's like an, in, it's something in me that I've got to work on. Um, and so that's been really helpful, but it's just, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to throw that little tidbit out. Cause um, I, I know a lot of people are, are going through their own stuff and it's I just wanted to say, it's okay if you're struggling and we're all kind yeah. of in the period of growth at, at every point in our life. So. And I I love that because you're not alone. You know what I mean? And and you telling your story and how you feel and what you're doing to to 
you know, better yourself and your goals will make somebody else feel less alone. So I'm really proud of you because I know being that vulnerable and, and sharing something like that is not easy. And I'm so proud of you because I know you're kicking ass, you know, and I feel like we're, we're, we're so hard on ourselves. You know, everybody else from that outside perspective is like, Oh my God, she's doing great. You know, but you're, you're sitting there and you're like, Oh my God, I'm failing. Yes. Well, you know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I thank you for saying that because it's so true. Like it's, it's sort of like, I know, I know you can relate to like feeling like you have an overly full plate and you're sitting there feeling like, well, I'm doing everything and nothing well, if that makes sense. Like where you're and just I, like, and I really, can I say this too? And I feel like it's even, and I feel like somebody might be, well, what is this weight loss surgery related or how does this have to do with their, their surgery? And I don't think people don't realize when you're not like concerned about your weight. And I know I've talked about this before, but I just feel like it's so important to say over and over and over again, if you haven't struggled with your weight, you do not understand the brain capacity in which we were held back from doing everything that we're trying to do right now. Right. So like you said, we have all these balls up in the air and we're trying to do all of these things because for so many years we didn't do any of them because we were so consumed with how, when, and if we lost the weight. Right. And we didn't have the, and we didn't have the confidence to go forward and do them because we had no self-confidence. We didn't think we were worth it because we were unhappy, no confidence, um, uncomfortable in our skin, whatever you want to call it. And now you're like, oh my God, I have all of this headspace. So you want, we want to do all of the things, which I do think ultimately comes into some of that little bit of that burnout, you know, where you have to, you know, kind of seek, seek some help because you're like, well, I sat on the sidelines of my life for so long and I completely understand where you're coming from. Cause I just took like a week long break because I need mentally, I needed to reassess like what I was doing. And I just really, I needed to break from everything. Just, you know, we didn't really even leave the house. I just was like, I just needed a break and, Mm -hmm. you know, to reassess my priorities, but people don't understand. We want to do all of the things because we, for so long, we weren't doing any of the things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but, you know, just make sure that you're, you're taking time for some self-care. And, you know, like you said, if you need to see somebody, talk to somebody, you know, cause I get it. I hope that made sense because I just, I don't think people realize, well, you know, why are they so overwhelmed? Why is their plate? So, and it's like, well, for so long, we weren't doing any of these things. And now we have all of these amazing opportunities to do all of the things. And you just want to do all of the things. Right. Well, it's almost like we, after the surgery was freeing in so many ways, and it sort of gave you permission. Like you, I love when you say you're sitting on the sidelines of your life. Cause that's like one thing I, I will always stand by. That was the metaphor that, just brought me to the surgery is, is feeling like everybody was, my life was passing me by everybody else was moving forward in, in different ways. And, um, I think once you get to the point where you're like, okay, I, I can sort of remove this, this, uh, exterior of myself and, and move forward. You want to do everything. And, um, but like you're saying, if you take on too much, it, it can be burnout or bur- you can burn out and feel overwhelmed. And, um, something my, I actually went to the psychiatrist two days ago and he was like, listening to me talk about a certain situation I was upset about. And he goes, you know, it's interesting because every time you say something to me, it, it, it rings clear that you don't find it acceptable to take care of yourself. You find it unacceptable to take care of yourself and you only find it acceptable to take care of other people and their feelings and their reactions. 
And wow. it was such a like honest and it wasn't, he was, he's the sweetest. Like he was so gentle about it, but it was like such a powerful thing to hear. Cause I know that about myself, but I don't know how to learn how to feel okay with taking a break. I don't know how to learn how to feel okay with doing something for me. And I know you can relate because I know that you live and breathe for your husband and, and your son. And I know that that is so the way I am too. And it's just like, it's so important to take a step back and know that you're important too. But how do you learn that when you've sort of, you may have, at least I was been taught like as a young kid with like my dad, like, you know, you're not, I don't know. I just wasn't taught to care for myself in that way. So it doesn't become naturally. No, no. And, and no, it totally does make sense. I um have this, I, I kind of was raised with my dad too. I was raised in a church. So, you know, my dad always says, oh, you have a servant's heart. You have a servant's heart. And I do, I have a heart to serve others. I really do. But I, it's so important to make sure that I'm filling my cup too with, with what I like, you know right. what I mean? And things that, that bring me joy. And I'm even getting to a point now, you know, after I took like this little break of saying no to things that I don't agree with or things that, um, upset me, like in my soul and in my spirit, like if it doesn't bring me peace, happiness, prosperity, joy, like I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it anymore. And, um, it's really weird because you feel guilty. Yes. You feel guilty for saying no. Hey, you know what? I'm really sorry. Thank you for this opportunity, but I'm, I'm going to pass. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. And I, you know, and then you're like, Oh, is, you know, is everyone going to be mad at me? And and I'm, I get it, girl. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, and that's so you, it's like, you're my internal voice because what you just said, that's like on a loop in my head. Is everyone going to be mad at me? Cause it is, it's like, so I would rather, and I, I feel like this is what you're saying, but correct me if I'm wrong. Like you'd rather not rock the boat and just kind of be, I don't know if passive is the right word, but kind of just like, not upset the situation. So it's just easier to like say yes to everything and, and, you know, take on all the partnerships and, and it's like, no, it, it, your confidence that you're, that you are developing and and I'm sure have naturally too, is like, no, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so flattered, but I don't think this is going to be for me at this, at this time or something. And that, that comes with so much uh, practice because we were taught not to we were taught that it was a great thing to just give and give and give and uh-huh. that it's not really acceptable to take or even give to ourselves. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like finding this balancing act, you know, like you said, like you're there to help people, but at the same time you have to take care of yourself. So it's, it's a constant, you know, and you don't, it's a constant balancing act, just no matter how you look at it, just a constant, yeah. you know, balancing act, you know, in a, in a season of growth. And I, I'm honestly like, I'm right along there with you. And I, I'm, you know, you always know I'm always here. If you need yeah. <laughs> no, you're the best. And I, and it's like, I don't know. I just think it's so important. This is like one of the things I love when we record, because it's always like mini therapy, therapy sessions, you and I align in, in so many ways and just, Heck yeah. And I just, yeah, but sometimes it feels good to just say these things out loud. Cause I feel like I'm in my own head so much. And I, I try to bookmark these thoughts for later and then I never really get them out or or um dissect do you know, these. <laughs> do you want to know what I started doing? Yes. Oh my god. So, Wait, if you say so, bullet journaling, 
If you say bullet journal. Kind of. Kind okay, of. Okay, because I got one. Kind of. <laughs> okay. So it's not, so I am not, so I have a thing with writing stuff down. So I have so many thoughts going on in my brain, like multiple times a day, all day, all day long, right? I got different colored post-its and I have them all over my house now. I have different colored post-its for different color things. So like pink is like for social media. Um, yellow is for myself because that's like my favorite color other than black. Blue is like if I have a thought about Liam. And if I have a thought, I write it down really quick and I stick it on my wall. Oh, and then at that. least at least I got it out. And then I don't forget about it because something else waves in over it. And it has helped me immensely feel less overwhelmed because I at least got it out and now I can look back at it and be like, you know, for example, I'm like, I have one that's like sign Liam up for summer basketball camp. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought this, you know, back in like February, but there's no programs right now, but at least it's there. Right. And when it, ha- and then when I'm done with it, I just pull it down and I throw it out. <laughs> it's kind of like a moving to-do list. I like that. Kind of. Yeah. I like that. Cause you said you're always on your feet and go, you know, moving around. And so that way it's still in your face. You don't have to chase down one piece of paper. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, I was trying to use like my, my notes app in my phone, but for me to stop what I'm doing and like text it all out, I'm just going to end up on Instagram. I'm just going to end up, you know, calling my dad or something. And then I'm just, I, I it, it's just better for me to write it down. So I don't know no. if that would help somebody, but I feel like, and you know, have it kind of color coordinated. So, you know, like what's going on and you know, where you're at. That's a really good idea. I need to try that. I feel like it would make me like more motivated to do stuff because I'd want to rip the color down after looking at it so long. Yeah, just like, exactly. Oh, accomplished it. Exactly. Like I have this one that still says like take Liam's Christmas tree down in his room. Aw, <laughs> he still has Smart. it. I love that. Yeah. Well, but it's blue. So like his Christmas tree is blue. So it's like, and his whole room is Sonic themed. So it fits. It's okay. not like it looks out of place, but um, I'm like, you know, I probably, I probably should take that down. Nah, he's he's happy. I would let it, you know, just he keep it up at this it. point. He does, he does love it. He's like, I like it, mommy. I'm like, okay, all right. Fine. So cute. He's my favorite. So um one other thing I did want to bring up. Um, I did a really extensive research paper last semester in my research methods class. Um, and I chose to look at uh overall success of bariatric surgery over time and like the longevity of its effects. And um, one supporting study I found, um, I wish I had the um, the person who wrote the the paper on me, but anyway, they were saying that uh, weight loss surgery in conjunction with weight loss medication tends to have the highest success rate over time uh, within like 10 years post-op. Um, and they, they followed these people for 10 years and, um, basically just studied their patterns. And those who were on a weight loss medication in conjunction with having some form of weight loss surgery, um, kept most of the weight off. And I just found that really interesting because it was the only paper that I could find that I, or that I had access to through my school that, um, that described that. And I had never heard it. And um, I'm sure every person and their mother has heard of Ozempic and Mujaro and Wegovy and all those different um, medications. And um, I had actually been bouncing back and forth. Like you were saying, your, your five pound uh, range, I have like a 10 pound range. And it was just like, God, this is so annoying because I'll, I'll take it off and then I put it back on. And um, 
my husband and my ultimate goal is to start a family at some point. And I would like to be at a lower weight when we start doing that, because I just, the thought of gaining weight after being heavy at one point in my life and doing all this work and then putting weight back on, I, even if it's temporary, it like stresses me out to no end. And that's another thing I need to worry or work on because there's more important things, you know, when you're having a baby, the baby is obviously the priority and not your weight, but it's, it's a hang up I have. So I've got to work through that. Um, but anyway, so long story short, after reading that paper, I was super intrigued by it. And so I decided to go to my doctor and just try Munjaro for like a month or two. Have um, you been on it? Yes. And I have tell to tell me say, all of the, tell me all of the things I have to say. It's wonderful. It is like, again, I know I mentioned this, but for those of you who don't know, I'm like five years post-op this October and it is like get, uh, getting your restriction back in an in injection. It's the craziest shit I've ever experienced. And like a lot of people, it's, wild. it's crazy. And it's like, it's, and I just want to kind of rip the stigma off that. Cause we were talking about the stigma of uh, bariatric surgery. I just want to say guys, no matter how you get to the promised land, as, as long as it's in a healthy way and you're not hurting yourself, this is absolutely a great backup plan if you're struggling with post-op regain. And I, and I'm like genuinely speaking from experience, I've lost like 20 pounds and it's been like, uh, 10 weeks, maybe. That's incredible. It's just another tool. Like I hate, I hate that everybody is like, they're saying so many negative. And I'm like, what is wrong with having multiple tools in our belt? Like what is so wrong with that it's like it has proven like people you know that struggle with obesity and stuff like diet and exercise and stuff like that doesn't always work so if there are things medical things that can actually help like why is it like so frowned upon it's like like you said however you gotta get there whatever you have to do as long as it's in a healthy way and you're not you know causing any harm to yourself who gives a shit it makes you know what it makes me so angry because like I I know this isn't like medication related but like I'm seeing this huge thing on Instagram where people like in their bios they're like down weight naturally and I'm putting like the little quotations and I'm like what makes your way any more natural or unnatural than my way right we all have the same end goal and that's to whether it's to lose weight or be healthy, we're all on some kind of health journey. Right. What does it matter how you get there? What does oh, it matter? I know. And and there it's it's funny because it's like the brand new stigma thing. Like weight loss surgery is becoming a lot more mainstream. And I'm really, of course, that's the goal. And I'm really happy um for all everybody who's just starting or, or going through it. Like I'm so happy that you have a big support system that exists now. Um, But this is like the new thing that people are becoming judgmental about. And like, I do understand at the beginning from the perspective of saying, well, there are people who are diabetic who really need this medication, but that's, it's changed now. It's becoming, it's becoming available to everybody for a reason. And I don't think the shortage situation is quite as bad. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I, I, I don't know much about it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't, it's not something I've looked into or even done any research. Cause I don't, I don't feel like it's something that I need. Um, right. so I'm, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not really sure about any of it, but it doesn't. <laughs> well, 
No, I mean, I'm just, it's, it's, I just think that like, like you're saying it, it we just need to be supportive. And I feel like if you guys are struggling, I know a lot of people um, struggle a couple of years after they, they've lost all their weight or, or, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I'm up 30 pounds for my lowest weight. And it's like, I, I get hating that, that uh, space you're in. And so if this is something that can help you, it's helped me immensely. It's helped a couple of my family members. Um, I was talking to, again, my psychiatrist and he was saying, he has a lot of friends that are physicians that are on it and all of them have lost each have lost 70 plus pounds. And so it's almost like, I'm wondering if this is like the direction of weight loss. It's, it's like, they're saying it's nearly as effective as bariatric surgery. Wow. Um, and I'm not going to say forever. Cause it's obviously new, like a new medication. So I don't know the longevity of it, but I will say it helps people lose weight as effectively. Um, and I just find it really interesting. So if you, if you feel like your pouch is a little, needs a boost and you can make it work, I say Manjaro is fantastic. Um, I don't know much about Wegovy or Ozempic, but uh, there it's like kind of a miracle. So <laughs> just yeah, want to say I, that. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, whatever works, like it's great that it's now an option. And, you know, sometimes you know, obviously like we're, we're very much advocates for weight loss surgery, but sometimes that is an extreme for somebody, right. And maybe they're just not ready to alter their body. Right. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it all, you know, sometimes it takes people years to, to do it. Some people know they're going to do it like right away, but this could just be another, it could, it's another option. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and so I was self-paid for surgery. And so for some people who can't, um, like I could not afford it. I had to get a personal loan to, to swing that payment, obviously. But, but for people who maybe aren't a ready to get the surgery or B can't, can't afford it. It's not covered by insurance. Like it wasn't for me. A lot of people have insurance coverage for this medication. And if you don't, there's, there's coupon codes and there's different ways to get it that to make it a little more affordable. And like I said, the study that I read a lot of people end up on it anyway. And I'm not trying to say this as like a discouraging thing, discouraging thing. I'm saying it as like, Hey, there's a backup plan in case you do need help down the line. Um, a lot of people end up on it anyway. So if you decide like, Hey, I, I want to research bariatric surgery, but I'm not sure if it's right for me yet, or I can't, I'm not ready to pay for that yet or whatever it is. This could give you either like a good jump start in your weight loss, or it might be the answer that you've been looking for. And, um, I just, I've watched a lot of different TikToks of people who were kind of like toggling between both options. And it seems that a lot of people do not have the surgery covered. Um, and hopefully we're moving in a direction that that's kind of baseline and everybody should have the option to have a life-saving surgery. Um, but if not, and you've got really good prescription coverage, I absolutely suggest looking into it and don't have any shame about it because I am becoming a dietitian. I had weight loss surgery. I had, I still took Monjaro. I'm an accountability coach. I still need help. I'm sitting here saying, I don't know everything. And I will always need to kind of fight with my, you know, food addiction my whole life. And this is absolutely something I think is going to be helpful to other people. So I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it. Just the more, like I, like I, I, I'm so happy for you because if it works for you, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. Thank you. And I think a lot of people are, are ashamed of like admitting that they're on it, like all these celebrities. And it's like, I don't know what, you know, what 
everybody's reasoning for it is, but just own it. And I feel like the more you own it, people are like, oh, it's okay to do that. Like, I I don't need to be ashamed. And that goes along with surgery and anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I was like thinking like, you know, I was um, so just, like just thinking about like, you know, weight gain or anything like that. You know, I've been dealing, you know, with that, that little five pound and I'm like, you know, though, I have a lot of loose skin. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a big drop. I mentioned it the other day, but I am shopping plastic surgeons. And, yeah. So for um, like a mommy, mommy makeover, ultimately. Yeah. Um, so and I'm like, I bet I bet that that would help. Um, cause it's, it's my stomach. I feel like everything is just right in my stomach. That's always where I've carried everything. Cause you know, like sometimes I'll look in the mirror, my body dysmorphia is bad. And then other times I'll be like, how I don't even see it. And I think it's just in my stomach with all of the disgusting loose skin I have. So that's like something I'm going to be doing, you know, starting to actively pursue is uh skin removal surgery. That is so exciting. And I'm so yeah. happy for you because people always say that, that, is sort of like the final step of like completing your transformation is like, just like your forever body. Yeah. It's like, you're taking all literally like skin is heavy, number one, but you're taking that like weight off. You're taking that reminder of where you used to carry it. And it's, there's no shame in, in not getting the surgery, but if you feel like, Hey, I've done the work. I earned this. I want to just move on. I'm so excited. And you're, and you just are going to feel so good to like, fit differently in your clothes and not, I don't know. I'm just, I, I hear that that makes people feel so good. And it's like the, the best thing after getting the surgery, because you just feel like this is the body you've wanted forever. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like for me too, you know, like I'm a C-section mom, so I have a mommy brain and I'm like, I've never, I have never had a even semi-flat. I, I would, I would be happy even if it wasn't completely flat. You know, I mm-hmm. just want the, I just want the apron gone, which, you know, but I'm just like, oh my God, like I could actually like the way I look like, you know, I don't yeah. mind now, but it's like, it would be like, just kind of like that cherry on top of everything. And I'm like, and I do think that that would help too with the scale ultimately down the line, because I I'm sure that there's at least five pounds of, of skin that they could oh. remove around my abdominal area. A thousand, of course. Yeah. Skin is so heavy. I mean, there's probably more because like, it's not all kind of be concentrated, like right in the front. They're going to remove, like, if you're doing a tummy tuck, which I think is part of the mommy makeover, it's, they're going to remove quite a bit and then, um, just make everything look tighter. And for sure, I think it'll take those five pounds off, honestly. Um, yeah. I, so but, that's kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So there's just, I feel like there's just so many things going on. Yes, but that's so exciting. And um, does that include a boob job? I think it does. It does. Right? Yeah, it oh, does. Nice. Sure does. So I have, I got my boobs done when I was 20. And I'm going to have to get them replaced in a couple of years because it will be almost 10 years. But um, it changed the way I looked at myself because I used to have like a deformity and I got them to kind of correct that. And it just, it was so worth it. I would never, t- I wouldn't take it back for a second. I like figured out a way to pay for it through college and like, it just completely changed my self-esteem. And I think it's going to make, it's just going to give you this little boost, like all of that together. You're just going to feel like a brand new woman. I love it. I absolutely yes. love it. Yay. Oh, oh, I love okay. It. Well, you got to keep us, 
keep us yeah. abreast. Or, no pun I mean, we're not, we're not going anywhere. So we'll have lots of updates to come. So. Yes. Yes. No, but <laughs> so I want to hear going. I want to hear how it goes and I I'm just excited for you. Oh, um, thank you. I'm excited. But too. Make, one thing I'll say though, always look no, who, no matter who you pick, choose a board certified, make sure that their uh, credentials say board certified. Don't go to anybody who's not board certified. Okay. <laughs> good say. to know. Good, good to a know. Lot of, a lot of people just say, ha, are just plastic surgeons and it's not the same and they're not certified to do that kind of thing. So um, anyway, just wanted to say that. <laughs> no, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, it was so good catching up yeah, with you. Yeah, this was great. Uh, we love okay, you guys. Yes. Thank you for always supporting us. We're going to be coming back more, recording yeah. more, starting to bring some guests in, you know, and slowly but surely get back to, you know, consistency. <laughs> yes. As, as, as well as we, as she and I can, cause we both are like, are crazy, people. but we're going to, we're going to, because every time we do it, we're like, why don't we do this more? We need to do I, every, literally every time <laughs> we're like, okay, like you want to go again tomorrow? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I love you. And this was so much fun. Yes. And I love you too. We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye guys. Bye.